are in a new series that we started last week on how God can help us find purpose in the pain. Is that not what we... That's what, the, the purpose in the pain uh, is exactly what we came up with. And just coincidentally, we've all been uh, experiencing our own versions of that uh, yeah. recently. Yes. And uh, whether they're physical or emotional or sometimes spiritual pain, uh, uh, we all experience pain. We go through seasons of it. Uh, uh, we go through seasons where we're not in that much distress or difficulty. But uh, I guess one of the central ideas of this series is that God does not waste pain. God uses pain to draw us closer to him and to draw us more dependent on him and to teach us, I think, various life lessons about uh, what's really important in life. And yet, isn't it true, Mark, how often we're not seeing what that purpose is oh, at yeah. the time? We're just saying, Lord, I don't know what the plan is at the moment, but right. I, know, I know you have something in, in store for me. Well, it's, uh, it's quite often uh, when we're in the middle of something, you know, we get into that uh, almost childlike, you know, frightened place. Uh, like David uh, so often uh, uh, writes a psalm about, you know, how long, oh, Lord, you know, how, how long are you going to let this go on? How how uh, devastating can this possibly be? Why me? Uh, you know, those are the places we kind of go to. And uh, we're certainly not, at that point, grateful for the pain or uh, we see any meaning, purpose, or useful kind of experience in it. And yet it's a little bit along the lines of the adage, um, it's like the old Garth Brooks song, um, I thank God for unanswered prayers. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes when we're going through something and, and in our mind, we think that we're yeah. longing for something and God deems for us that that wouldn't be appropriate. And then down the road, you went, wow, yeah. am I glad that didn't come true? true? So sometimes the lessons that God has in store for us as we're going through these yeah. uh, various forms of pain, uh, usually pretty enlightening when we get to that point. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about in terms of, uh, you know, this is not going to be a long series. I but I, I do want it to be an encouragement to people. I think, you know, we need sometimes a community around us reminding us that in all circumstances, God is at work. Uh, in all things, God is working for good uh, to those who love him. That's Romans eight twenty eight for the Bible scholars out there. Uh, so in other words, God is at work in everything. And sometimes we need our community around us to remind us of that. I had an interesting story that uh, happened just before uh, I drove over here today, actually. Uh, uh, and I thought I'd get into it. What do you think? I'm We'd codependent. I want you to like it. You, ha you have both Aaron and myself on the edge of our seats. Uh, for those listening at home, I would not say that's visually consistent with what I'm looking at. But uh, well, Aaron just Aaron scooted, just to, the scooted edge. to the front he's, of the seat. Yeah. He's such a people pleaser. Well, he's younger and can do those kinds of things easily. Uh, <laughs> I usually have to plan a move like that in advance. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things that's been uh, been interesting is that uh, our son, uh, who I talk about a lot, uh, our oldest son, John. Talk about Ben, uh, our youngest son, occasionally too. Uh, John is a uh, broadcaster uh, for Virginia Tech University, and he's in uh, the middle of basketball season right now. And their their coach is kind of legendary. He's kind of a 
I think the word curmudgeon comes to mind. He's eccentric at times. Uh, he's kind of outspoken at times. Uh, and yet, as John is coming to find out by spending so much time with him, he turns out that he's a very caring uh, uh, Christian man. John was home to visit uh, a week or so ago, and uh, I was just thinking about Coach Williams. His name is Buzz Williams. And uh, uh, I had uh, a couple of scriptures on cards um, that I was looking at, uh, given you know one of the seasons that I'm going through, and it was in fact the scripture that we talked about last week was on one of those cards, Second Corinthians chapter four verse seven. Uh, we have this uh, treasure in uh, jars of clay or earthen vessels to remind us that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. And then it goes on and talks about how we're perplexed and persecuted and despairing, but uh, we are never. Uh, driven to hopelessness because of uh, the fact that God is with us in all of this. So um, I had that on a card and just, you know, one of those impulsive um, uh, thoughts. Uh, John was actually walking out the door with his overcoat on to go back to the airport. He had to fly back to uh, then travel with the team for a game uh, the following day. Uh, I just handed him the card and said, you know, I don't know. Uh, what is uh, happening here, John? But uh, if you think about it, uh, this card, uh, uh, I would love it if you would give it to Coach Williams. Uh, now, I should say that you know their season has been a, a much better one than it was last year. They've definitely made improvements. They're in you know one of the strongest basketball conferences in the country, the ACC, and you know so uh, they've 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 struggled in some games. They've won some other games. Uh, they've had some ups and downs, some hardships. And uh, uh, so I just, I don't know, I just said give this scripture to uh, uh, Coach Williams. So I get a text right before I come over here uh, that John has been to chapel with the team this morning because he has chapel sure. every morning, actually, and they do a Bible study. Mm -hmm. This is a state university, by right, the way. Right. This, is, this is not uh, a Christian this college. Is, this is, is not Liberty out there in Virginia. This no. is Virginia Tech. Right. And uh, But they have chapel every morning, and uh, uh, John uh, has been going to chapel with the team, um, which is, you know, as far as mom and dad is concerned. You're you thrilled. Know, yeah, we are, we are beyond thrilled. And... Uh, so John decides this morning is as good a time as any. I don't know if he had this card still in the, the pocket of that pocket coat. Of, of that coat. Uh, yeah. But he but he handed it to uh, Coach Williams this morning, and uh, Coach Williams uh, basically told John to tell me, uh, "Thank you for sending that verse. You know, it was so meaningful to me today, and uh, that uh, he shared it with the whole team." and that the whole team would be praying for our family in our current situation. And I said, that's angelic. Yeah, that's, yeah it is. That's, that's, that's di divine intervention. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, God took that card and put it in your hand, and you put it in John's. John's, and he put it in Coach Williams' hand. And now they're playing a game tonight. And do you not think that that game is going to be a lot more special for us to watch of course knowing, of course knowing that the team 
that we're going to be watching tonight on national television yeah. is... Uh, and yet the, the general public will have no idea of what has transpired back, that's right. you know, in chapel, behind, right. the scenes, behind the scenes. And yet you, you know yeah. that God put in your hands that note card and... Uh, Across the miles, across the hand-to-hand handoffs, yeah, right. uh, I would not be surprised to see the team play tonight with a very special resolve. Well, are, they also happen to be playing at Boston College that is winless in the ACC this year. God works in mysterious God ways, works Mark. In mysterious <laughs> ways. So, uh, yeah, you'd like to think that it's because of <laughs> scriptural intervention tonight. They're, that they're they, playing Kentucky and they're going to win by 20. Yeah, yeah that's probably, exactly. Uh, so, anyway. That's oh, a wonderful story. It, well, it's just a kind of a segue to say that, uh, you know, whatever our family's going through, whatever the team is going through, whatever Coach Williams is going through, uh, whatever a whole. A, a chain of people is going through. Um, God, God is able to reach down and find some meaning uh, in that pain and uh, some encouragement in that in that pain. Uh, basically, in this case, uh, through a man that I have never personally you met. met. Right. At least and not yet. Uh, I have a feeling that that man, that meeting is coming. That meeting is coming. Yeah. Well, I I think that you have already jump started the. Uh, the specialness of that relationship. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, um, one of the things I thought we'd move on to uh, is this verse from, I'm still in Second Corinthians, I guess. Uh, uh, this is one of my favorite verses, um, which I thought we could, at least in our first half uh, of the show today, just talk about this one briefly. It's sure, pretty self sure. It's very self-explanatory, I think. Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 8 through 10. This is Paul talking, of course, and he says, But uh, he said to me, this is, this is Christ, um, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. And this is my faith. I remember this when I was a boy. You know, it's, it's one, part of one of those old so- Sunday school songs. Uh, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, that's part of Jesus loves me. Yes, it, it is. I was going to say that, Yeah. That kind of takes you back to some of your earliest theological learnings uh, when you were two years old. But uh, when I am weak, then I am strong. That's part of the uh, theme here, the purpose and the pain. And I think uh, Paul, of course, had all of these things, hardships, persecutions, difficulties, and so forth. And uh, he is just saying to us, we should not cover those up. We should not uh, uh, be too full of ourselves. We should not necessarily get in the opposite place, which is, you know, I'm, I'm a really special guy because I have all these hardships, but I do think it's a, uh, a chance for us through our hardships to, uh, to witness to the power of Christ and his companionship with us in those things. Uh, purpose in the pain. Uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, sections about this kind of thing is in uh, 2 Corinthians. Again, I've been in 2 Corinthians this whole time, I think. And this is chapter 1, 
when Paul is, uh, first of all, greeting the Corinthian church. And uh, I won't get into all of that. That's verses 1 and 2. But then in uh, uh, verse 3, he says, he starts saying this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the suffering of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you, in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, we so also you share in our comfort. Uh, I've always found this, particularly you know, in the work that we do, uh, when, when I think about uh, the fact that you know Debbie and I, 30 years ago, began our journey into uh, the whole field of healing from sexual sin, addiction, sexual infidelity, and that throughout you know those early days, weeks, months, and years, uh, God was uh, providing us with consequences, which I think uh, helped to perfect our recovery and our and our character. Uh, he was also comforting us in so many ways. We've talked about many examples over the course of these shows. But uh, I do think that that today, as we uh, minister to those who are broken with sexual sin, this, this is a wonderful verse that kind of captures the idea that uh, as Deb and I are able to work with couples or individuals, you know, we are able to comfort them with the same comfort that, that we ourselves received. I don't think if we hadn't gone through the sufferings, or the trials, or the hardships, or the consequences ourselves, uh, we wouldn't nearly uh, be as effective as hopefully we are, if that makes some sense. Well, it does make sense, and it's one of the things that is uh, most compelling when we have individuals that uh, approach us. Uh, I had an extended conversation uh, on the phone yesterday with... uh, uh, the conversation started when the gentleman called into our main number and talked to Sherry. Mm-hmm. And he was inquiring about our Men of Valor workshop. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a very short minute or two, he asked if he could speak to uh, a, ma- a male rather than, right. than Sherry. Sure. And so Sherry, as we oftentimes do, passed him off to me. Uh, and it turned into an extended conversation, and he was uh, devastated. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to decide whether coming for the three-day intensive workshop would be the right thing because mm-hmm. he had so much shame and so much yeah. guilt, mm-hmm. you know. And I just, I just told mm-hmm. him that, um, you know, um, number one, that we would be praying for him. But number two, the men that come here um, are more similar to him than he's thinking. He right. thinks that mm-hmm. that no one else is, you know, quite like he is. And I right. said that's uh, that's pretty common, but. Your ability to have already walked in his shoes mm-hmm. and you sharing your story as you always do at the beginning is one of the most um, uh, tension-releasing experiences that these men have mm-hmm. because they they know that they've come across someone who for t- 29 years almost now mm-hmm. has walked in those shoes and has been blessed mm-hmm. and forgiven 
And that puts you in a unique position of being able to uh, share the healing that God offers us. Right. So God does not waste pain. That's one of the no. themes of our show. God and this man not... was, was surely in pain. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, well, of course, if he comes, he's going to share uh, that pain uh, with a lot of other men. And uh, I do think that uh, one of the things Paul is talking about uh, is he you know, understands the teachings of Christ. You go back to, uh, what is it, Matthew 11. Uh, is any among you tired, uh, uh, distressed, or what? how does that go? Any among you weak or heavy laden, uh, uh, I will give you rest. And uh, he goes on to talk about that uh, uh, we are to share with Christ his yoke. And the idea of a yoke is that when you share a burden, the burden gets lighter. Right. And uh, Jesus is saying to us, I think, he came to earth to share our burden so that our burdens get lighter. And we have a chance through Christ-like fellowship at the workshop to share all of our burdens, whether they're, you know, something that we're really actively currently going through or something we've historically gone through. You know, uh, it's in the sharing of our pain and the sharing uh, with Christ that I think all of our hardships, all of our burdens get lighter. Yeah. The more we talk about this, the more uh, uh, exhilarating I think that this... uh this series can be well we're having uh, a lot of reflection about it and and some of it is important for all of us even uh, that are going through some some hard uh, times at the moment and so uh, we are comforted uh, by others too that uh, I know have been praying for us and that kind of thing well the the phone has been ringing off the hook with people checking in on you and checking in on us and and we we thank those friends for their love and care there Mm -hmm. um uh, any last thoughts as we close today's program be of good courage and uh uh, i think one of the things that uh, maybe would be good to emphasize is if you are in distress if you are in pain if you are in some kind of hardship don't keep it to yourself you know don't uh, hold it inside uh, find somebody to talk to about it. Right. I'll add to like, don't believe the lie that you're the only one who struggles with something. Cause that's the yeah. first thing the devil tries to tell you is that, right. you know, you're the only one who's struggling with this and you can't tell somebody about it. And right. that's because the devil is a liar. Isn't he is. he He's the king of lies, <laughs> king of lies. That's for sure. That is right. Well, I thought we were going to get through the show without having to hear from Aaron, but you know, I snuck it in there at the end, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that was because he was, in fact, sitting on the edge of his seat. <laughs> and he almost fell off a couple of times. No. But this is, uh, you know, this is the chance that you and I take when we give him his own microphone. But, you know, we're <laughs> thrilled to have him, that's for sure. 